Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today with our discussion, even though we're going to be talking about something that is very heavy, very serious. We're going to be talking about how to deal with crisis, how to deal with chaos, how to deal with what the heck is going on now type of things. So you know, please join me in welcoming Gina Osborne to our program today. Welcome, Gina. Thank you, Deb. Great. Well, there is not anyone who is more qualified to talk about this. Um, so let me tell, tell everyone a little bit about you. So Gina Osborne is an expert in navigating chaos, crisis, and change. Having responded to a catastrophic terrorist attacks and cyber hacks as an FBI special agent and executive and chasing Cold War spies in the Army, Gina knows that crises can be managed, chaos can be controlled, and change is inevitable. Gina serves through speaking, coaching, and hosting executive roundtables, VIP days, and masterminds. She provides tools and techniques for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and small business owners to lead effectively during a crisis, eliminate chaos before it turns into conflict, and navigate change to create seamless transitions. So again, Gina, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Great. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for your service, both in the Army and, and with the FBI. Thank you so much for that. My pleasure. Now, you know, you say you, you, you have retired from the FBI, which I don't know how, you know, because you're like 12. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, but tell us how it is that you got to where you are today and really how you discovered that this is your passion in life. Uh, well, I grew up in Orange County, California. Okay. And I always dreamed of being an international woman of intrigue. I wanted to work the CIA. I was fascinated mm-hmm. with the Cold War. Anything that happened with the CIA, the KGB, I just consumed. And so I knew that I needed two things to work for the CIA. Mm-hmm. I needed a sense of adventure and mm-hmm. I needed a four-year degree. So right. I definitely had the sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed the four-year degree. And in my second year of college, I had run out of money and a young man came up and sat next to me and started telling me about the Army's counterintelligence program. Mm-hmm. I can live overseas and chase spies. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little private Benjamin moment for those who remember that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, that pretty much started everything. The next day I went down and I enlisted uh, mm-hmm. in the Army and I spent six years chasing spies overseas as, uh, as a counterintelligence agent during the end of the Cold War. Cool. And then from there, you transitioned into the FBI. I did. In 1996, I went into the FBI and I worked everything from Asian organized crime and the little Saigon district of Orange County. I worked terrorism, of course, after 9-11 happened. Uh, I worked, uh, I went back to our headquarters to uh, be on our inspection staff. And I spent the last 11 years of my FBI career as an executive in charge of cyber and computer forensics for FBI Los Angeles. 
Wow. You know, and I'm, I'm one of those nerds too. I love that. Um, we discovered the Americans program on, yes. on oh, you know, and, and so of course now I'm like, are my neighbors KGB? Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, it really does fascinate also. It's, it's something that I think is so interesting, but more importantly, it's something that is incredibly important. Um, Businesses go through crisis all the time. We go through personal crisis all the time. You know, there's chaos. There are all of these things. And usually it's not something at the level of a September 11th, a pandemic, all of these things. And, you know, but that doesn't mean it's not as important and not as destructive to Mm -hmm. a business. So talk Mm -hmm. to us a little bit about that. So that's why I went into coaching because Mm -hmm. I have a passion for helping people resolve those issues because mm-hmm. when a crisis comes up, when chaos seeps in, it does seem like mm-hmm. it's as big as 9-11 or it's mm-hmm. as big as some other major attack. So in transitioning, I take the skills that I learned mm-hmm. from responding to those types of things. And I work with my clients to really start with, let's get rid of the, the chaos. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's where we start. And we go on from there to pretty much get it all into a box mm-hmm. and people can move forward with that. Right. You know, and, and at its essence, it really is about planning because things are going to happen. Um, you know, so it is about having planned the steps. What do you do? I mean, what happens if say your sprinkler system goes off? Um, you know, where's your offsite storage of your data? All of those various things. And again, it's, it's simple things. I mean, what happens if you're living somewhere where, you just, it snows or you have a hurricane and you can't get to your office, you know, and, and those are the type of crises that are going to affect a business on a fairly regular basis. Well, it's important when something like that happens is to set priorities. Okay. I was in charge of cyber and computer forensics mm-hmm. when the Sony attack happened. And that was when North Korea back in 2014 mm-hmm. did a cyber attack against Sony Pictures Entertainment. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I mean, talk about a catastrophic attack, right. but even if you're not dealing with a catastrophic attack, setting priorities is the first thing that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And those priorities are going to come in handy and they're going to keep you from mm-hmm. feeling like you're in a holding pattern. Right. They're going to project you forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, by having your priorities, you can set everything aside. Mm-hmm. If resilience for your company is the number one priority, mm-hmm then what's going on in the outskirts of that, then that needs to be set aside. You need to stick to your priorities Mm -hmm. until you resolve the issue. Right. And it's funny because when we start thinking about it, the priorities are different a lot of times than what we thought. Um, You know, I I mentioned in our pre-chat that long, long ago, (laughs) uh, I worked for ING and in their, their Denver location. And I was in charge of the crisis management team. And one of the things we did was go through and determine, you know, what would happen if we had a crisis. And, and that was because I was there on September 11th. So this was a company-wide mandate. And one of the priorities that we discovered, there were two that just surprised the heck out of us. The first one was one of the most important things overall was that somebody get the mail because people were mailing us checks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so, oh, the mailroom thought, wow, we're really important. And then the other was, um, the, you know, there's this group, because we asked them all, you know, what are your priorities? Who deals with it? What if somebody gets hit by a car? I mean, you know, crises can be small, but have big effects. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the the other things that we discovered, somebody said, oh, you know, we're not really all that important. Everything can be done offsite, yada, yada, yada. 
And then somebody piped up and said, well, you know, there is that little report that we have to file with the state on the last day of every month. And I said, and what is this report? And they said, well, it's due to the, it's to the insurance commission and blah, blah, blah. And I said, and what happens if that report doesn't get filed? And they said, well, we lose our our insurance, whatever that companies have, and we could no longer do business. I said, um, excuse me, but that's pretty important. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and so I think that's the thing that people have to really do is sit down and, and it doesn't matter, you know, maybe you're home officing or you, you've always home office or you're a big company. You know, how do people actually figure out what their true priorities are? Well, it's just a matter of, I mean, knowing what your crown jewels are, okay. what is the most important thing in your company mm-hmm. that's going to drive it forward that you mm-hmm. need to protect, that you need to have priorities mm-hmm. or but now with everything that's going on with this pandemic, mm-hmm. we're learning that our people are, are, are you know, right. our most important resources mm-hmm. because they're dealing with so many things at home. So I think with so much chaos going in, I mean, let's, let's move away from the crisis and talk a little mm-hmm. bit about how we deal with chaos. Right. Because crisis is kind of like this thing happens, we have to deal with it. Chaos is more of a long term, oh my gosh, what type of thing is going on type of thing. But I think we're in a of chaos all the time if we allow that right. to happen. Mm-hmm. So if I talk to my clients is it starts with figuring out what we're tolerating in our lives okay. because you can tolerate certain things mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe one thing isn't that big of a deal. But mm-hmm. when you have 50 things in your life that you're tolerating, mm-hmm. then that's when you lose your energy, mm-hmm. it becomes distraction. And when one more thing happens, you just can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. So what I tell my clients is to make a list of all of the things that you tolerate. And that mm-hmm. could be from the boxes in the garage that you've been meaning to unpack mm-hmm. or leaky faucet in the kitchen mm-hmm. and just write them all out. And it can go all the way up to relationships that just don't work. Ah. I tell them to start with the easiest things first, the leaky faucet. Once you get that fixed, you mm-hmm. walk to the kitchen and you're feeling really good because right. it's one less thing mm-hmm. that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So a toleration is bad behavior by others towards mm-hmm. you. Um, it could be disrespect from mm-hmm. other people, uh, your boss or your coworkers. It could be arguments that we have with significant mm-hmm. others that are never going to be won. But once you identify those things or even empty promises to ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. how many times do we promise ourselves ah. to do something and mm-hmm. we don't? So if we write all of those down, prioritize them, and then eliminate those, that's going to make room in our lives mm-hmm. where not only can we see the chaos coming, maybe we can prevent it from happening. Right. You know, and, and it's interesting because it's it's exactly what you said. You know, we, we can deal with this, we can deal with this, we can deal with this, but then one more thing comes along and you fall apart or you lose employees or, or something major happens. That's true. That's true. And that's where a lot of us before COVID, that's how we were living our lives. Mm-hmm. Everyone would say we're so busy, we're swamped, mm-hmm. would use words like that to describe their lives. Mm-hmm. So that kind of means that I've got a little too much mm-hmm. on my plate. But again, when you eliminate some of those things, mm-hmm. it goes back to priorities. You're mm-hmm. not with any that's not a priority. You're dealing with just the priorities. Mm -hmm. You're getting rid of all of the things that are making your life go awry. Mm -hmm. And now you're able to have a little bit more control Mm -hmm. over what your life is. Right. You know, and, 
and the biggest thing is, of course, the fact that people want that control. You know, we mm-hmm. don't like feeling out of control. And let's be honest, this pandemic, you know, we, we have no idea what's going on. And then let's, you know, you kind of toss in the little political things that are going on right now. Sure. And, you know, and, and it just adds to it. I mean, I'm, I'm in Georgia. So we still have politics going on here because we have the two senatorial races that are going. And so there's all of that that's going on. So there's just kind of this bubbling of, of things that are, are happening. And, and as I said, we don't like not being in control. So have you discovered that things have changed a lot or maybe it's just that we now all of a sudden recognize them because of the pandemic and and things that are going on? You know, I think there's a lot more internal uh, chaos that's going on with people right now. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to eliminate. So you're talking about the news. You see things on the news all day long. Some people are watching the news eight hours a day. I mean, it's all of the time. Mm-hmm. That's when you have Turn to ask it off. <laughs> exactly. Is this a priority mm-hmm. for me? Is being inundated with what's going on every minute of something that I can't control? Mm-hmm. Do I need to have that in my life? Is that a priority? Or can I set that aside and focus on other things to move my business forward, mm-hmm. to move myself forward, to move my family forward? Mm-hmm. Those are the types of questions that you need to ask mm-hmm. yourself. You know, do I really need to um, have a conversation about how the world's going to end with my neighbor every day. Mm-hmm. All that's doing is bringing you down. That's not a priority. So move it off your plate. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because there there really is just so much right now that that we can't control. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and but having that plan in place. And the funny thing is, we never, of course, we never knew that we were going to need this plan in place. Uh, one of the big things is technology. You know, I was talking with someone, and this was several months ago, where she was still struggling with the fact that she's working from home, her husband is working from home, and she's homeschooling. So uh, things as simple as they didn't have laptops for, you know, they didn't have enough computer, they didn't have enough bandwidth on their routers. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, it's not that we all need to rush out and and buy all those things, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. could we if we had to? You know, and and all of those. I mean, that was that was one of the things that that I you know dealt with at the you know as as the crisis communication uh, person or the crisis mm-hmm. coordinator. I had this secret little credit card that had a very big limit on it, and one of the things was if I had to all of a sudden buy X number of computers so that we could still be functioning. Um, you know, and and so just things like that 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 y- you can kind of plan for but hope you never need. It's kind of like having insurance. You you have it in case you need it but you hope you never do. Yes, absolutely. Well, now is the time to sort of pare down to pare down our lives and again, look at what is the most important thing. Being in the military going through basic training, it was amazing to me how little I needed to survive, right? And how much you think that you need that you need so much more in order to thrive, mm-hmm. and you really don't. Mm-hmm. So focus on the things that you can fix. Mm-hmm. Be resourceful. Call for backup. I always tell people to call mm-hmm. for backup. Right. Go into a network. Are there mm-hmm. is there a neighbor that mm-hmm. maybe you can use their Wi-Fi or you know are there different things that you can do? Just call on your community to help mm-hmm. you when you need the help. Mm-hmm. But again. It's all about figuring out what it is that's the most important thing for mm-hmm. you. Right. And the funny thing is, sometimes those are things that you never would have expected. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been talking with people recently 
about the fact that they schedule, they put it on their calendar downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a good friend who who does podcasting also, um, Brian Basilico, and three times a day he has on his schedule, walk the dog. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, this it, it, we all kind of laugh at that. And he said, nothing gets scheduled over those times. It's not that he can go, okay, well, you know, we're just going to put the dog outside. No, he goes for those walks. Now he's listening to podcasts, he's doing whatever, but he, unless it is a true emergency, he does not schedule over that time and he takes it. Now, granted, he has the dog that's saying, hello, I have to go out. But, you know, I know friends who have also, you know, twice a day, they've put on their schedule a 20 minute walk. Mm-hmm. All of these things. And part of that is exactly what you should get away from those screens, get away from that distraction, all of those things. And I think that is has become one of the things that is a priority for people is to get away. Yes. And, and that was when I worked at the FBI as an executive, I've found myself resolving everybody else's issues and problems. Mm-hmm. Then my work wasn't getting done. Right. So you're absolutely right. Your friend is very wise. Mm-hmm. That's when you have to. Okay, I've got to do I've got this big project coming up. I need to put it on my schedule time to work on that project. Mm-hmm. And that's going to eliminate chaos from your life because you're not going to have to have those deadlines that come up. Then mm-hmm. you have 20 minutes to get it done. And it's, uh, it's not the work product that, mm-hmm. uh, that you're known for. Right. You know, and people are discovering that, you know, especially if you used to be in an office, other people really controlled your schedule to some degree. And now we're responsible for it. We have to, you know, and, and, and which is, it's kind of cool. You know, we're, we're really in control now, but yes. it does mean that we have to do it. Um, yeah. You know, we, we can no longer rely on thinking, oh, well, Bob's going to stop by here at about one every day and interrupt me. Bob's not, you know, Bob's at Bob's house now. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and sometimes when we have so much time and we are in charge of our mm-hmm. universe, Sometimes you just have to, you, you lose sight of what you accomplish right. in a day. So a suggestion is to write down some of the things that you accomplish every day. Mm-hmm. So you at least know mm-hmm. that something that I'm doing, I'm moving forward. I'm not in a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes people feel depressed and out of control is when they feel like they're not moving forward. Right. Yeah. And it's very hard, obviously, to be managing people in this situation, uh, you know, when especially when you had no for you know forewarning <coughs> that it was going to happen. You know, I remember it was like, okay, we're probably going to send people home for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like Gilligan. Gilligan went on that really long three-hour tour. <laughs> These are the longest two weeks that you know that we oh, have, yeah. have ever experienced. You know, there are like my husband, I mean, he got a word a couple of days ago that he is not to be back in his office until July of next yeah. year. You know, yeah. it's not, hey, we're going to get through the holiday season. And and part of that is exactly what we're saying. It's planning. Okay. Yeah. You know, you're going to be home that long, you know, because initially so many people didn't have the equipment. They didn't have the space. They didn't have desks. They didn't have all of those things. So you kind of went for a couple months thinking, I can wing it. And now I was like, oh, I can't do that. I really do have to have a desk. I need to, <laughs> I yeah. can't keep, I can't keep using my friends, you know, Wi-Fi. I need to, to do all of these things. So, you know, that's, that's been one of the interesting things with this is that we kind of put it off and put it off. And, and it's like you said, it's the tolerations. <clears throat> I'll tolerate having my computer on the kitchen table. I'll tolerate having all the interruptions. And then pretty soon I was like, nah, can't yeah. do that anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's also acceptance. Mm-hmm. Accepting the fact that we're in the situation right. that we're in and we can fight it all day long if mm-hmm. that's where we want to put our energy. We can be upset with whatever's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Again, with all of those things that are out of our control, mm-hmm. really now is the most important time for us to accept what's going mm-hmm. on, accept our reality mm-hmm. and do what we need to do in order to move forward. Right. But, you know, and I think that we've all pretty much come to the the conclusion that obviously it's not going to be the same. You know, we're not going to go back to January of 2020, how we were functioning. Mm-hmm. I think many businesses to some degree, if not 100%, are going to continue with people working from home for, you know, a variety of reasons, not the least of which is it's a lot less expensive for many companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there, and, and it might be a hybrid, you know, they might, you know, you might go in every other day or, you know, we go in for meetings, all of these various things. And so now is the time again, to really eliminate that chaos, to, to set your priorities, to eliminate the tolerations, because this is what it's going to be like going forward at least for six months more. I mean, I've, I've been saying six months more for a long time now. Sure. Well, there's two more ways that you can do that to mm-hmm. eliminate the chaos from your life. Okay. Creating boundaries okay. is really important. So mm-hmm. creating boundaries with yourself and putting yourself on the schedule. And mm-hmm. like you're saying, okay, I'm walking the dog three times. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing that. Because when we create boundaries and we teach people how we want to be treated, mm-hmm. especially now when things are so up in the air and mm-hmm. so stable. I think that is what's so important, especially for CEOs, small business owners, entrepreneurs, is to recognize their workforce and the instability that they're Mm -hmm. dealing with all of the time. So by creating boundaries and creating ground rules, we um, understand what we're supposed to be doing. We create a safe and comfortable environment for everybody. And then that sort of creates some breathing room when chaos seeps Mm -hmm. in. And the other one, which is a big ticket item, Deb, is to stop taking things personally. Mm. So I don't know if you know a lot of people who take things personally, how much when they do that, mm-hmm. it becomes all about them. Right. It becomes even more chaotic because mm-hmm. that person is either inserting themselves. Oh, those stories we tell ourselves. Oh, yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're either inserting themselves into the spotlight as a victim mm-hmm. or unnecessary hero hero. Mm-hmm. So it's so important for us to sort of compartmentalize mm-hmm. and not take these things personally. Mm-hmm. I know it's very hard. In fact, on my podcast, I've got a pod, uh, true crime podcast mm-hmm. called. I, know, ooh, I have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. And um, I interviewed the former sheriff of Orange County, mm-hmm. Sam Hutchins. So um, Sheriff Hutchins had been in law enforcement for 40 years at the mm-hmm. time of the interview. She is calm, cool, and collected mm-hmm. all of the time. She's had to respond to shootings and jailbreaks and so many different things. Mm-hmm. And so we asked her the question, do you take things personally? Right. And she said, yes. And we sort of laughed because right. she was the last person that we thought would take things personally. But what she said was, but I put it into a box and I set it aside until mm-hmm. I finish what I'm doing, until I get through the issue or the crisis or the problem. Mm-hmm. And I can look at it later. But mm-hmm. in we're in chaos, if we're in crisis, if we're in the middle of all of this change, taking things personally is only the, is, is one of the worst things that you can possibly do because, again, it makes it all about you mm-hmm. and not about getting through the issue you're trying to get right. through. 
Yeah. And, and we do start making up these stories and, and telling them to ourselves. And, uh, you know, you send an email to somebody and they don't reply. Mm-hmm. How many stories do we come up with based on that? You know, when the <laughs> truth is probably almost never exactly what the story was that, that we came up with, you know, exactly. it's, it's, you know, because it, we come up with the, they hate us. They don't want to go all of the negative type of things, as opposed to what if their internet's down (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, maybe they're on vacation, maybe, you know, know, all of these various things. And, and yeah, those stories that we start telling ourselves, but it's, it's, you know, we've been doing that since we were, you know, little, little bitty kids. Mom doesn't like me because, or, you know, Susie's not my best friend anymore because, and it's almost never what, what we were thinking it was. Right. And when when we're doing this in such an unstable time, Mm -hmm. all it does is make things worse. All it does is magnify things to Mm the nth degree. So Mm -hmm. if we catch ourselves Mm -hmm. taking something personally, we need to ask ourselves, is this really Mm -hmm. something that person wake up this Mm -hmm. morning and uh, decide that they were just Mm -hmm. not going to read my email today? Right. (laughs) You know, whatever the case may Mm -hmm. be. And, you know, nine out of 10 times, it's probably, you know, not intentional mm-hmm. what what offended, uh, right. offended us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking things personally, especially right now, mm-hmm. we have a lot of negativity coming. Us. We don't need to have that negativity coming from ourselves mm-hmm. because that's going to do is put us under. Right. You know, and it, we still, it still exists. I mean, you know, we're not going to, but, and there are times where we need to figure it out, you know? Okay. Well, you know, Gina didn't respond to the 49 emails that I sent. <laughs> oh, she prefers that I communicate via text. Right. You know, I mean, some of those things are just that simple that, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of like whacks us upside of the head. But you know, that's that comes back to it too. Is it wasn't that you didn't hate me or that you did hate me? It was that you don't do email, um, you know. And and that's you know that that communication, especially now, is yeah. absolutely critical with team members with everybody that you're dealing with. Yes, and go to your priorities list. Mm-hmm. If that person who's not responding to your email isn't on your priority list, mm-hmm. then forget about it. Right. <laughs> Focus mm-hmm. on your priorities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and I, I love talking about boundaries because I discovered, you know, I've been in, uh, I, I have my own business for over 20 years and, you know, working from home for the, the most part. And boundaries was one of the things that I figured out really quickly that, you know, I, I had to tell my clients my working hours are. X mm-hmm. to X, because mm-hmm. of course their big thing was, well, you work from home, therefore mm-hmm. you're available 24 mm-hmm. seven, which mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I don't check emails at 1030 at night or on a Saturday or, or all of those things, but I learned not to respond because then yes. they'd expect it because that was setting my own boundaries. Right. Sure. But, you know, it was, it was just telling you. And then of course the, the, the big thing was I would tell them, you know, yes, I am home 24 seven. Mm-hmm. However, and and things happen, you know, if you but if you need me to be doing something on it, you know, after business hours, more than happy to do it, mm-hmm. but it will cost you more. Yeah. And they're pretty and their priority went ka-ping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Isn't that true? It's so important. I mean, like you're mm-hmm. saying, to teach people how to treat us. I was mm-hmm. And I worked 28 years in a male-dominated field. Oh, a very male-dominated field. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, whenever somebody would cross that line, Mm -hmm. I always just 
take them aside. And mm-hmm. communication is, I mean, conflict resolution. I mean, mm-hmm. the key to conflict resolution is communication. Mm-hmm. You Sometimes you have to have those uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversations. But really, you know, when you think about how much time and effort it takes to, like you were talking about with the email, figure, get down to the mm-hmm. bottom, why they're not responding to mm-hmm. an email versus just calling them up on the phone mm-hmm. and say, hey, did you get that email? Mm-hmm. I mean, that takes away sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. That takes away limiting beliefs in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Teaching people how to, how to treat us and, mm-hmm. and work with us is so important. Right. Yeah. And especially when all of a sudden you're home. I mean, you know, great example, my husband, he has been in an office the whole time we have been married. He goes, you know, he almost never, ever works from home. Usually the only time would be if it was weather related, right? Yeah. You know, and, and so that's very rare. Even when we lived in Colorado, you know, he just was was always going in. So March 13th comes around and he's now here, oh, um, you know, and, and so we had to, to set boundaries to say, okay, you know, this, this is the time period when I work. Um, you know, or I'd like to take a walk at three. Do you want to take a walk at three with me? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, so many people, they they weren't used to working from home and, you know, having other people there. It's some of which were, you know, little bitty people who needed, you know, a totally different level. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's okay to tell the kids, you know what, mom's working now. You know, yeah. dad's got to be working on this project. Um, you know, now, obviously, there are constraints. <laughs> you know, you can't tell yeah. the three-year-old, you can't come interrupt me. Um, <laughs> exactly. But, but yeah, you know, just letting them know. It, it's funny. One of the things, now, I didn't buy it, but I thought about it. I almost bought a light on Amazon that said, on the air. Yeah. Because I was, you know, when I'm when I'm recording this, I thought about having that so that I could turn it on, and and you know, it's just cute because radio stations have the things that say on the air, um, and so that my husband would know not to interrupt me. Now, you know, I saved the thirty dollars because my husband knows if she's sitting there talking to herself because I have a headpiece in, um, you know, she I shouldn't go interrupt. Um, but yeah, I mean, just little things like you know, the, a sign on the door or the door being closed. You know, it's mm-hmm. communicate that with your family. Yes, yes, and then you don't have to have that fight all the time, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's something we're trying to avoid. We don't want more chaos; we want less chaos. So mm-hmm. setting up those ground rules, you're mm-hmm. very wise to. Mm-hmm. to that for sure. Well, and you have to set them for others too. You know, like I said, I've been home officing for many, many years. And, and so my friends, oh, you're home. Why can't we go to a movie? What, you know, and now, of course, the nice thing is it's your schedule. So you could decide to go to the movie, but it was like, no, no, I'm home working. (laughs) Doesn't might not seem like it because I'm in a t-shirt and shorts, but I'm home working, Um, you know, and, and all of those various things. Oh, yeah. And I hear a lot from people that it's the social media that mm-hmm. takes them down. Right. You have to. <laughs> you oh, especially now. Oh. oh, yeah. Because everybody's saying something at any given mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have people who won't look at their social media until mm-hmm. five o'clock at night. So they do right. all the work all day. And mm-hmm. then that's the time, you know, they'll spend <laughs> an hour, mm-hmm. 45 minutes or an hour, however long they want to do it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't interfere or interrupt in their uh, in their work. Right. You know, and, and that comes back to those priorities. You know, we the world will not end on Facebook. You know, if you don't see every single post, you know, no. if if it's a priority that I see all of your posts, great. I go back and I look at them later. You know, yeah. all of those various things. And and if there's truly an emergency, 
okay, there's different ways to reach people. It's not, you know, posting on Twitter. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's interesting that, you know, but we've been trained, you know, and, and especially the younger generation. I mean, you know, I, I did not grow up with these toys, so it's mm-hmm. not my first inclination, but I am still pretty attached to my phone. Um, sure. but yeah, to, to, to turn them off, you know, my mom, she's a, a great example of this. She's 88 lives mm-hmm. alone independently and was a news channel junkie <laughs> had it on all the time you know and 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 of course the the my biggest issue with that is there's only about five things that they're talking about they just repeat it all the time this so is like okay if you if you didn't catch it the first two times you know it's not changing but um you know and and it was several months ago that she finally you know, kind of came to the realization that this was not good. So she watches, you know, the the news thing until about nine in the morning. And then she switches to, as she calls it, the Hallmark. Um, So she switches to Hallmark movies. And, you know, and, and, and because Hallmark movies are as sweet and as sappy and as happy ending as you can get. And you didn't even have to watch them. You know, you know it's, they're going to get married in the end or at least get engaged. So, <laughs> you know, you can wander off. You can not be paying attention and you know how it's going to come out. You can even change movies and it still yeah. comes out the same. But yeah. she herself noticed the difference in how she felt. But more importantly, we all noticed that, you know, there was there was definitely a shift in what she was thinking. And so, you know, it's yeah, you, you might not, you know, change channels, but music, you know, all of these. And but, you know, obviously music can change your mood, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just it's OK to turn it on. Now, my husband needs silence. I need noise, um, mm-hmm. which is why I'm on the second floor and he's in the basement. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's finding those things. So that we're kind of eliminating that chaos part of our world. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's very wise. That's very wise. And I think you're in a better mood when you don't have to engage so much in what's happening mm-hmm. around it. Not in your conversations, mm-hmm. not in your phone conversations, your Zoom conversations, mm-hmm. on the, the news. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're writing a journal, I mean, somewhere you have to have a break from mm-hmm. all of the things that are going on that, uh, that you can't control. Right. But what about the flip side of that? The the people who, you know, we're in our spare bedroom, our kitchen table, our, our wherever, and we're not having contact with people, um, you know, and, I, you know, I, we see that and more and more. I mean, I think this is, is going to become an issue. The levels of depression that are, are rising because people aren't having those conversations. So how do you take that into account now? You know, you have to. Be part of the world in some way, uh, shape, or form. You have to give back. I recommend that call somebody once a day, see somebody on Zoom once a day, just have some form of of contact. Mm -hmm. Because once we do get to that level of depression, then it's so hard to Mm -hmm. dig our way out of it. So it's important to maintain contact, maintain relationships. Again, go out for the walk and Mm -hmm and see the sun or the snow wherever it is that you are, because you have, it's, it's amazing how much more free you are mm-hmm. when you're outdoors or when you're looking out a window or you're just having some sort of deviation from the norm that's going on mm-hmm. in your life. And it, again, and it's so important that if you are having these depression issues, it's so important to get help mm-hmm. because 
that is a real thing. Right, right. And, and you know, certainly there is, is it's very real and there's no shame in it, um, you know, and, 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 you know, depending on your insurance, it might be covered on your insurance, but it could just mm-hmm. be that you go and you talk to your minister or whoever, or like we said, you walk the dog. I mean, yeah. you, you, you get outside and, and we need that. We need that vitamin D, you know, all of those various things. Um, yes. But as the employer, we need to encourage people to do that too. Um, you know, and I've, I've talked with people who they're having to learn how to deal with their employees very differently and, and picking up on, you know, maybe they're zooming with them once a day. And so they're mm-hmm. picking up on things like, you know, this is somebody who's normally very impeccably dressed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, hair combed, you know, clean shirt on things like that. And now, you know, they're not shaving They're They might not be clean, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and you're getting that from, you know, the, the chest up sure, sure, or maybe behind them, it's, it's chaos, things like that. And so the, the, you know, the, the manager, the, the uh, employee owner, wherever, you know, they're, they're figuring out, oh this person might have a problem, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so they're, they're helping with that also. Yeah, that, that's, it, it's important to watch your people because mm-hmm. this is a time where domestic violence is up, child mm-hmm. abuse is up, it just, there's so much mm-hmm chaos that is is created at home mm-hmm. we have to as em- employers as entrepreneurs as you know we have to be more hands-on we have to be more collaborative we have to be more compassionate and show more empathy because everyone is in such a difficult time mm-hmm. but if you can and you're you have the time go out and help others you know mm-hmm. whether it's making masks or right. Uh, you know, I, I work with the Girl Scouts and, and that really fills my mm-hmm. life I'm on the board of directors for the Girl Scouts in mm-hmm. Orange County and, and just seeing the girls on Zoom and the amazing things that they do and the great ideas oh, yeah. that really mm-hmm. me up. So mm-hmm. people can go out and find something that's mm-hmm. going to fill their souls in that mm-hmm. way. You know, and keep tabs on your friends too. You know, mm-hmm. we I do a thing. I started it back in March as as a Zoom kind of online networking thing, and it really was just to see other people. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 it has evolved into we have an educational component so that you know you can justify spending an hour on this call, and yeah. you know, and and all of these things, and we have so much fun. So many people have said, oh my gosh, this this really is great. It's good for my mental health, all these things. But we realized when we had our last one that there was one of our, our people that we hadn't seen in a while. Uh-huh. And so I sent her a message last night and I said, how you doing? You know, we, we, we miss you. And she's been going through a lot of rough times, um, you know, yeah. and, and th- so it was, you know, then it was, okay, what can I do? You know, can, mm-hmm. is, you know, even though we're many States apart, what, you know, mm-hmm. what, what needs to happen? So it, it is just reaching out to people, um, you know, and, and whether it's zoom, whether it's email, whatever you're doing, if you haven't heard from somebody in a while, it's okay to say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to help out. It makes you feel so much better by helping others. Right. Right. You know, and and um, you know, because it, it's a very scary time, you know, and 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 there is just there's so much uncertainty. We have no idea, you know, there's we're, we're pretty sure what's going to happen with the election, but you know, who knows. Um, you know, and and but more importantly, we don't know, you know, when we'll be able to kind of socialize some more. Uh, you know, I was thinking somebody the other day posted on Facebook, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And I said, well, nothing. 
Um, you know, that's, yeah. and that's yeah. not normal. Um, you know, all these various yeah. things. So yeah, reach out to people. I love that Zoom announced, they announced this yesterday that, um, and you know, by the time this airs, Thanksgiving will have taken place, but the Zoom announced that for Thanksgiving for that day, there's no time limit on Zooms. Um, so you can great. just turn it on and leave it on all day. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, but which I'm thinking that could cause a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, you you can say, "Hey, Grandma, join us for the day." And there's, you know, Grandma's set up now. You know, Grandma wander off all those various things. But, um, but yeah, it's just ways to to reach out to people. Yeah, well, I'm inspired when I see so many people be so creative Mm -hmm. in how doing that. Right, they have a routine happy hour every week. Mm -hmm. They get to see each other, like you were saying. You you know, meet with a group of people. I, I've seen both sides. I mean, I've seen really, really dark things when I was in law enforcement, mm-hmm. but then I'm seeing now, and when I go out and speak, and uh, well, I'm speaking virtually now, but, um, but just seeing what people are doing to help others to, um, to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I see a lot of promise in right. where we go, where we go from mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, that's definitely been one of the benefits is we are seeing different ways, you know, and, and, and companies are obviously finding different things that they can do. You know, it's, it's horrible and awful that so many people have lost jobs, that so many companies have folded. But when we see other companies that have gone, ooh, let's do this instead, it's mm-hmm. like, holy schmoly, um, you know, and, and, and yeah, you know, things that eight months ago you never would have thought you would have been doing, now it's, you know, maybe something that you do forever. Right, exactly. And maybe that was better than mm-hmm. uh, than they ever could have imagined. Their mm-hmm. business is thriving as a result of doing mm-hmm. something different. And and that's what we have to do is look for those opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, chaos and cost, especially within mm-hmm. change, that's where we can find opportunities. Mm-hmm. That's where we can grow those opportunities right. into something where we're going to thrive with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we always say, you know, change is, is the one thing that's always going to happen. Um, you know, and and but you know, oh yeah, it's really happening now, and you just got to embrace it. Um, you know, but it, yeah. it it has been fun to see again how your friends are changing. Like you said, you know, they're 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 volunteering. They're 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 going for walks every day with their kids. I mean, it's something just as simple as you know. There was the the, the thing several months ago where everybody decided they were going to bake. You know, and yeah. I <laughs> fell into that. I was going to bake, and do you think I could find yeast? No. no. <laughs> and, and so that's been kind of fun too, is to see how people really are adapting to this and going, oh, okay. You yeah. Know. When this first happened, I received a card on my door from a, a teenager who works up or um, who lives up my street. Mm-hmm. And she was offering free services to go get people groceries. Aww. So that warmed my mm-hmm. heart to see that generation just saying, what can I do mm-hmm. to help? because we're all in this together. And yeah. if we really dissect everything that has happened to us over the last eight or nine months, we're all going through it together. Right. And hopefully as we heal, we're going to be stronger than we ever were. Before. Right. Yeah. You know, I always feel bad when I see in, you know, I, I spend quite a bit of time on Facebook, but that is part of what I do for a living. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel bad when I see people posting how awful it is. And again, mm-hmm. you know, there have been many things that are not good. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. loss of life, you know, and, and, and serious illness, loss of business, all of those things. I mean, those are, are bad, but mm-hmm. 
there have also been so many good stories that have come out of it. And, and I yes. think that's, you know, that is one of the things that people, and, and, you know, it's, maybe that's part of that setting priorities. It's like, okay, I'm going to stop looking at this bad stuff because my priority is to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And have, and that all comes from having gratitude because there are people who are far (laughs) worse Mm -hmm. off than, than we are. So, I mean, we really have to have gratitude for Mm -hmm. what we have. And that goes back to what do we need to thrive? You know, what do we need to survive and what do we need to Mm -hmm. thrive? And I'll bet it's a lot less than you Mm -hmm. actually thought it was. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and good and bad. I mean, you know, like I have not been to an in-person business meeting since Mm -hmm. February. Mm -hmm. I miss seeing those people. I miss getting together. I miss those programs, but I've expanded my network to be mm-hmm. people around the world, you know, and, and that's who I'm meeting with now. So you you do have those give and takes. Yes, absolutely. And how positive is that? That's something that mm-hmm. you may never have done mm-hmm. in a normal world, but now right. you have that international mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. You've, uh, you've done what you've done. Right, right. Okay, Gina, I have to admit, when I look at your podcast and it's, you know, the true crime podcast, Yes. I'm curious. I'm curious. And I'm sure yeah. nobody ever asked you this, right? Um, you know, what are what have been some of the things that that have just really, you know, struck you when you study some of these things? Um, you know, I I hate to say what's been your favorite crime because that doesn't sound <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? But to me, it's just very interesting to really delve into some of this because you know, I watch Law and Order, I watch you know, all of those various things. Now I have learned, I mean, this kind of goes back to exactly what we were saying. Saying, not past a certain point in time at night, because then I have bad dreams about it. Oh, <laughs> um, but but I, you know, but but yeah, you know, I I love all of this stuff. So you know, tell us a little bit more about some of those. Sure. So I am a storyteller, and I do that in my speaking, and mm-hmm. I just love to share my stories mm-hmm. and I love to hear other people's stories in law enforcement. So I started behind the crime scene, a true mm-hmm. podcast, and what it is is we talk about notorious cases, cases mm-hmm. that. You've heard, sometimes you've heard of, sometimes you haven't heard of notorious cases. And we talk to the investigators and the prosecutors Mm -hmm. and the responders who who responded to those cases Mm -hmm. to find out how those cases actually impacted them. So really it's Mm -hmm. human law enforcement Mm -hmm. and you get sort of the behind the scenes look at how these famous cases Mm -hmm. were were prosecuted or how famous cases were um, were handled. And Mm -hmm. so I did a three-part series on the uh, Aurora, Colorado movie theater. Master. Oh yeah. I had I just had- moved here. I mean, like those happened in June. We moved here in May. Yes. Yes. And I had the chief of police at the time mm-hmm. and the FBI special agent in charge at the time. He was in charge of the Denver office and just talking about, you know, when it happened, what happened after. And what was fascinating that I didn't remember from when it happened mm-hmm is that the shooter actually booby-trapped his apartment. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the FBI special Mm -hmm. agent in charge talked about how they responded to, you know, getting everything so it was safe in the apartment. Mm -hmm. The entire apartment complex didn't uh, blow up. And the uh, one thing that I didn't know as well was that he had planned to booby-trap, put uh, explosives at the hospitals. Mm -hmm. So when the the victims went to the hospitals and Mm -hmm. law enforcement, would have gotten injured as a result of that, as, as well as the first responders and the healthcare professionals. So really fascinating cases. Mm-hmm. Um, we 
talk about serial killers, the, mm-hmm. the BTK, if, or if you remember BTK. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the uh, FBI supervisory special agent that I had on the show when he was a little boy, he grew up in, I think it was in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And when he was 10 years old, he used to go outside with his uh, cousins with a flashlight mm-hmm. underneath their, you know, chins mm-hmm. and right. about BTK is going to come and get mm-hmm. us. And then 20 or some years later, they started, you know, he was part of the the task force that actually. Mm-hmm. Him. So, uh, so yeah, so we've got some really mm-hmm. interesting cases. Right. Yeah. And from, from the, the aspects of the people who deal with it, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure, you know, especially when you have the things that are large like that, it does have a lasting effect on them, you know, good and, yes. and bad. But I would imagine the unsolved things, you know, are the ones that kind of eat at them, uh, you know, and, sure. and um, but, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it is very strange. I mean, especially having lived in Colorado. I mean, you know, I, I lived there during Columbine, um, oh, sure. you know, and, and knew several people that were very directly affected by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew somebody who was affected by the, the Aurora shooter, um, you know, all of those things. And, and, but it's just, it, it to me, that human psyche mm-hmm. to do that. I mean, that, that to me is in many ways, especially when, you know, they say, well, he was such a normal boy. And it's like, yeah. Well, we wound up having um, on the OJ Simpson case, we had mm-hmm. Marshall Clark's boss, Bill mm-hmm. Hodgman. He was one of the lead prosecutors mm-hmm. on that case. And he came on the show to talk about what haunted him about the OJ Simpson case. And really, when you look at that case, it wasn't about OJ. It was about, it started with domestic violence. Right. And, you know, that's how the whole thing started. Mm-hmm. And it, up, you know, becoming what it was based mm-hmm. on what he did, if that's what you believe. And mm-hmm. I believe that. But it was fascinating to hear Bill Hodgman. He spent so much time with the evidence. He takes about six minutes on the podcast to talk about exactly what happened mm. at, at Nicole's condo mm-hmm. um, between OJ and Nicole and Ron Goldman. And it's mm-hmm. really fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, and, and yeah, all of those things. And, and you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, we now hear more about the details because of social media, you know, and, and sure. things like that, which is, and, and actually I'm going to say, unfortunately, because we have so many people who don't have the full story who are posting on social media, um, you know, sharing this information and clearly from the law enforcement perspective, they can't tell everything um, sure. for a variety of reasons, uh, you know, and, and so that's where it gets kind of bizarre is, you know, just the fact that, you know, they, they might know, you know, they might know who done it, but they can't be telling who done it because they're developing the case. And so then, you know, family gets upset. They post on Facebook, all of these various things. So, you know, it's my, my hat is off to, to law enforcement because of everything that they have to deal with right now. Yeah. There is a lot going on and they're continuing to deal with it every Mm -hmm. single military day. I I, I was in the FBI when 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. And just seeing the the shift that we make to go oh, from oh, yeah, an overnight. agency mm-hmm. to an intelligence agency, it was absolutely fascinating to mm-hmm. see that to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But 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 they're out there every day mm-hmm. on the streets, risking their lives for mm-hmm. security. So right. we have to right. thank them for that. Yeah, and then you toss in COVID now, and mm-hmm. you know that just that makes things so complicated. But you know, it's it is it's. It is such a, a very bizarre world. What I what I didn't share with you is many many years ago I worked for Hughes Aircraft, mm-hmm. and in in their you know 
scary world. Um, and it was, I could not tell anybody who I worked for. And I, and I remember looking at them and saying, but there's a 10 foot sign in front of the building. I mean, they just, you know, was like, I'm very confused by this, but yeah. um, you know, and, and just the things that we were doing back then, and this would have been 30 some years ago, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so that was, you know, that was it, that the cold war, I mean, all of those various things, but some of the things, even then the technology, you know, the, one of the things that I just, uh, this was one of the, so we, you know, the building had no windows, mm-hmm. you know, surveillance and, and things like that, but, and it's out in the middle of nowhere. And somebody figured out, hey, there's all these people who are in this big office building and can't see their cars during the day. Uh-huh. And so we started having this rash of burglaries, um, you know, where they were going and breaking into the cars. And, and literally, you you know, nobody was looking out because we had no windows. I mean, it looked like the building had windows, but they, they really weren't windows. And so, you know, this is where it helped to kind of work for one of those, those companies because... The division I worked for was space and communications, which are satellites. And so what did they do? They just moved one of their little satellites <laughs> and zoomed in on, and they literally had the license plate of the car that was going around with people breaking in. And I remember the local law enforcement was just blown away by this. I mean, it was, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just the funniest thing. Cause it was like, Oh, okay. Well, Hey, you know, we will help you out. And they oh, did, yeah. they, you know, they zoomed in, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it was, it was, you know, one of those things that was just very bizarre that we were able oh, to yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, having worked cyber for the FBI mm-hmm. and leading that team, unbelievable talent. Mm-hmm. That they have. Oh yeah. And it was completely different. I mean, I was a knuckle dragger working organized crime back in the day, but then to see these cyber professionals, mm-hmm. their job, it's like a chess game with their adversaries, oh, mm-hmm. because their adversaries are so mm-hmm. smart and uh, on the cutting edge of so mm-hmm. many different things. So it was absolutely fascinating to watch that. Yeah. yeah. You know, hackers just are, are you know, total different breed. And, you know, and of course I'm like most people, we, we look at this and it's like, well, couldn't they be doing good with that? Um, but you know, it's, it is one of those things that, I mean, in many cases, it's just, they, they're that smart and they want to see what they can do. Um, you know, and but then and, they get arrested and then they yeah. want to help afterward. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we saw it in that TV show, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I can imagine that, you know, you really can tell or can't tell <laughs> a lot of fascinating stories um, about your career. And, and so, but I'm sure it was just, you know, so, so fulfilling to be able to, to do what you did. It really was. And that's why I really enjoy what I'm doing now mm-hmm. it, because I, I love serving my community. Mm-hmm. I love helping people. Mm-hmm. This gives me an opportunity mm-hmm. to help people through my speaking and through my mm-hmm. coaching to get through difficult times. Right. And I really right. enjoy that. And, and I, all, I love working with women as well, um, especially doing presentations to women. I've got a, a presentation that I give called Lead Like a Lady. And mm-hmm. if anybody would have accused leading like a lady 20 years ago, I would have been offended. Right. Then, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I realized that, you know, our leadership skills are as, as women were pretty much the same as they were when we were girls, we right. were collaborative. Mm-hmm. If we were communicative, mm-hmm. if, you know, we were problem solvers and it's so important for us to embrace those mm-hmm. and trying to be something we're not, especially in working in male dominated right. fields. So that's probably my favorite presentation just because I have so much experience in that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, tell us more about the services that you provide. 
So um, I do speaking and, and really what I'm doing is focusing on chaos, getting through chaos, crisis and change. And so I do presentations and now I'll do presentations virtually before I was uh, I was going out and seeing people mm-hmm. um, I do women's groups. Uh, I, I like to tell my story and help the future leaders of America mm-hmm. to um, to get out there and uh, have the confidence they need to to thrive and uh, be the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. And then I also coach and I um, coach people for um, I have a four month program and I have a one day program. Mm -hmm. So people will just call me with whatever issues that they have relating to, you know, help me get the chaos Mm -hmm. in my life, help me set my priority, help me create these boundaries. So I'm able to help them doing, doing that. And uh, people can get more information from my website at GinaLOsborne.com. Perfect. I love it. And, and there's also a link there to your podcast. So for the other people like me who are junkies on that and think, Ooh, that's cool. Um, you <laughs> well, can, and, you can go you there can go to, and you can go to behind the if you want to okay. see the, uh, the podcast, but Deb, for your listeners, I'm mm-hmm. so excited to be here. If they go to Gina L mm-hmm. I have a, uh, ebook, a Great. free for people, and it is the seven key ways to eliminate chaos from your business and from your life. Perfect. So if your website is free of charge and uh, also if you, um, I mean, share it with your friends because everybody needs to get out of the chaos. I love it. And we'll have the the link to that on, on our, our show notes too. So great. Thank you so much for that. Well, you know, this really has been fascinating. And, you know, we, we could go on talking about this forever because I do, I tell people, you know, I geek out about this, but, um, you know, it's, 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 Unfortunately, it's something that we need, but it's because this always happens. You know, you don't have to have a pandemic. You don't have to have a September 11th to have chaos, to have crises, to have all of these things in your, to have change going on. So that's where it's great that someone can work with you to, to deal with that. Yes, absolutely. If you need help, please get help in any way, shape or form that you need it, because now is the time not to be going this alone. Perfect. I love it. Well, you know, normally I ask for final thoughts. That was a perfect final thought. Um, <laughs> All right. you know, yeah. Reach out to people, you know, whether it's Gina, you know, or someone else. And obviously it depends on what type of help you need, but don't hesitate to do that, folks. You know, you're not in this alone. Yes, absolutely. Well said, Deb. Perfect. You know, and we, and we don't want people to lose their businesses because of it. So, you know, that's, that's the other thing is, you know, right now we need help more than ever because things are so chaotic. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree. Perfect. I love it. Well, I've been having an absolutely delightful conversation with Gina, um, Gina Osborne. She can be found at GinaLOsborne.com. And Osborne does not have an E on it. So it's Osborne.com. <laughs> um, and you know, until next time, and we, we definitely have to have you on again because this is not going to end. You know, we're always going to be dealing with this. So we need to continue talking about this. So that'll be fun. But I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Gina Osborne. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.